0: Uh, here we go, but uh, here we go. it's in the base <laughs> it's in the basement
1: <laughs> What is up, everybody? It is uh, what, what is the tenth of October of twenty twenty one? You are on Old School Lane, and uh, actually, I do apologize. It's Patricia's channel, so she should probably be <laughs> the one who should be introducing. I mean, this you're, really. you're,
2: much as, you're as much as a part of this as I am, so you're perfectly fine. So, <laughs> hi everyone, uh, welcome to the Hey Arnold twenty fifth anniversary virtual reunion live stream. So, uh, as mentioned earlier by my wonderful co moderator and co-host my name is Patricia Miranda I am the co-founder of the YouTube channel blog and podcast Old School Lane and I've done various um, discussions about Hey Arnold, whether it be through podcasts, whether it be through videos. And uh, I am here um, with my wonderful co-host, so Aaron Meta from The Aaron Meta Show.
1: Hey, guys. And uh, also, um, I was um, a very couple of years ago uh, one of the moderators for the uh, Hey Arnold Wikia. Like, like, that's like the huge uh, database of uh, Hey Arnold material that you can find. So uh, yeah, heyarnold.wikia.com. I think it still is, unless it's now heyarnold.fandom.com it or something like that now. Like him. It's been a while since I've been there, so you know it's uh yeah. It <laughs> used to be my baby, but it's not anymore. So
2: yeah. So Aaron and I have posted various content regarding about Hey Arnold. So it started off with uh my Hey Arnold blog back in two thousand twelve where I interviewed three of the voice actors. I interviewed Justin Shankaro, who is here on the show. And hey, uh, and Hey, Justin. Uh, Andy McAfee, the voice of Phoebe, and uh, Ben Diskin, one of the voices of Eugene. Uh, Then around 2016, I did the Hey Arnold 20th anniversary celebration where I did uh, various videos uh, discussing about the origins of Arnold, where he first started, to uh, the discussions of the Halloween episode and the Veterans Day special and my top 20 Hey Arnold episodes. And the biggest, one of the biggest videos I've ever done is the history of Hey Arnold the Jungle movie coming from where the production first started to uh, when it was... uh, Um, you know, canceled, and then eventually of how the fans were able to bring it back. Uh, It's one of my most successful, as mentioned. uh, It has over 100,000 views on YouTube. And Mm -hmm. then Aaron and I did our three-part series on the Jungle movie. So, yeah, all of that is on YouTube. Uh, Please go check it out. And also, we've interviewed Craig twice, uh, one on 2013 and the other one around 2018 when the Hey Arnold Complete Collection was out. Is he still a suspect? (laughs) 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 <laughs> i don't know possibly so yeah uh and, anyway so uh aaron uh you know quickly discuss about your uh stuff on hey arnold right before we go and talk about these amazing guests that we have on the show
1: oh wow well i have to say uh i think uh everyone knows my history with craig um we've been Uh, pretty much many years in the trenches uh, when uh, we were doing the Hey Arnold Anniversary shows, and Justin, also uh, fair play to him, he stood in at one year and uh, answered questions when uh, Craig wasn't available on that one particular year, but uh, he did make up for the Christmas special which is also, by the way, uh, big shout out to Craig on that Christmas special, it was our number one on Mixcloud, and it was like one of my very few awards uh, that I got so, you know, he's uh, he's so amazing, Craig, I can never speak uh, enough of him and, uh, also, well, uh, you know, um, it all started when, in 2011, when I was pretty miserable doing my show at the time, and I was doing news and politics, and I kind of wanted to rebel against my producers and wanted to do something different, and so I had Craig on Facebook at the time, and I reached out to him and said, hey, do you want to do this show? And, uh, he said yes, and that came at the same time that I found out that, actually, that The Jungle Movie was a thing, and should have been a thing, and wasn't a thing, and I would have to say that's the reason why my intro kind of has changed to like uh, the guy from Network saying I'm as mad as hell and I can't take this anymore, and that kind of how <laughs> that all that started off. And so, yeah. And uh, so, by the way, um parodied
3: in an episode. By
1: the way, <laughs> oh yeah, I believe you did with uh, Curly. I think uh, was the guy that <laughs> Hi, at the line Curly, that was Joe's. Yeah. But you know, um, but I mean, um, I, I wanted really, I really want to say this about Craig, and uh, I kind of wanted to say this uh, to when he was at New York Comic Con in front of everybody, like at the Hammerstein Ballroom. But uh, you know, um, Craig is the reason why my tiny show that first started off on a public radio station in Manchester when I was just doing the, you know, talking about how the garbage is being taken out and how the bus service isn't running properly and all these small little things that probably not very many people cared about. He took me from a couple hundred people on a small radio station to about a uh, hundred thousand people, uh, you know, on five different continents and has basically made me this thing and also one other thing also which is the greatest thing as well is that she he was the reason why i now know patricia and uh, who is uh, you know my uh, wonderful sweetheart of uh, three and a half years and uh, you know so without you craig also you know me and patricia wouldn't be a thing either so you know That's uh, yeah craig so.
4: you're you're a mitzvah maker brother you're <laughs> <a mitzvamaker. laughs>
1: yeah so um which one's craig <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, in, in my, my uh, game of hollywood squares i'm top center <laughs> <laughs>
6: <You> are, <right? laughs> totally in yeah. my game you're you're either uh paul lind or
0: alice
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um just to wrap up um you know i've hey arnold has basically been the most positive influence in my entire life and so to you jonathan you joseph uh-huh. you rachel and you justin and you craig especially thank you so much for this show
2: yes absolutely welcome thank you oh yeah thank that's you. great yeah all right so with introductions out of the way let's get into our panel of amazing guests so uh we have here the writers of hey arnold so we have mr jonathan greenberg so welcome jonathan thank you uh we have mr joseph purdy so welcome joseph
3: please call me joe but thank you
2: okay joe <laughs> uh we have uh miss rachel lippman so welcome rachel
5: Please
2: call me joe as well i, <laughs> <laughs> I made it
5: easy you just walk in and go joe <laughs> and i'll go yes right.
2: joe one joe two joe yeah, three, used to joe be four. used
3: to be steve's on the show but anyway we'll get into it okay yeah.
6: actually you know given everything aaron said you should probably just call me craig <laughs>
2: Okay, so uh, speaking Al. of or Al, sure, or speak okay, speaking of Craig, uh, we want to introduce uh, the creator and executive producer of Hey Arnold, so we have Craig Bartlett, so yes, welcome, Craig.:
5: Thank you. Good to be here.
2: Yeah, so I guess we can you know get the questions going, so what about um, me? I don't know. Oh, get yeah, that's intro? right. I forgot. Um, I've got the writers what out there. What am I, chopped we- <laughs> liver? <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on. Uh, I'm kidding, Justin. Relax I was going to say, uh, Justin, Justin how would
1: Harold respond to uh, that uh, ignorance like that?
2: Yeah, that's a good idea. How I'm going to pound you. There you <laughs> go. I'm going to pound you. <laughs> so uh with us is uh mr justin Shankro, the voice of harold berman so welcome justin
4: thank you please call me craig or joe
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god Dim oh, uh, we just showed up uh, oh, well, I love well, it's You're a good thing that we actually
2: no. are doing some introductions here because we're actually having another special guest just joining us right now so let me just uh let them in
3: okay god, right. i hope he's wearing a cape
2: we need to find out if we're going to call him joe or craig so there we go
5: (laughs) only one jim (laughs) okay call him lang i don't know why (laughs) seriously (laughs) call him lang since the day one i don't know why i never call him whenever i'm talking about him in the third person i say well lang will xyz
2: okay so speaking of which so uh jim lang the composer of hey arnold so welcome to the anniversary live stream
1: he just flashed uh, for that moment. And then nearly, <laughs> like... I, I think
2: he's, I think he's still trying to work out the kinks.
1: Cool. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Patricia, while we're waiting. Oh, there here he are. is. Oh, there <laughs> you
2: are. What's up? Dodgers. <laughs> oh, we can't hear you, Jim.
1: Jimmy, you're still muted. muted. You're muted. Oh.
2: Okay. Yeah. One second.
3: and and he's the musical technical guy
1: you know what i I was refraining from making that comment actually we
3: all know each other like way too well
7: (laughs) how's that you get me now yeah
2: welcome that's
7: that's what i get for using a fancy microphone without the phantom power on. oh well
2: well fair enough fair enough so <laughs> yeah so i guess we can get the questions going so for all of you guys tell us about you know how it all started so what would you say for your perspectives of how you know the show came to be uh you know the creation process and the production process So Craig, let's start I?
5: Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I started making arnold sports in 1988 uh i made the first one and uh i, I made them in uh in claymation, the, the three little shorts uh, mm-hmm. on my little home animation stand. And uh I, I had been working on Pee-Wee's Playhouse, and when that when that season ended and I was unemployed in LA, I just moved to LA too, um I I decided I should uh, use the same technique of the Penny cartoons, which is a really cool down shooter uh animation stand. The camera's up here and Penny's made out of clay laying on glass. With a background a couple of feet behind her, and it, and uh, I I decided to, the technique was so fun that I would use that same technique to to animate uh, Arnold. So Arnold started in clay, and, mm-hmm. and kind of you know languished. You know there were the three shorts, kind of languished for a while, and it was only when uh, John, you were at that meeting with Mary Harrington, weren't you?
6: I sure was.
5: And uh, the, uh, we, the
6: Sly Kidsy meeting,
5: yeah. We, we, we call ourselves Sly Kidsy if you can believe it. And there were five of us, right, John?
6: I, I think that, I think there, so there was, there was the late, late, great Steve Vickston, um, And you and me and Joe and Paul, I think.
5: Yep. all, all, all maybe uh,
6: Gaffney, too. Maybe Gaffney. Yeah, Gaffney,
5: I think good. Gaffney was, well, that makes six, man. Yeah, yeah. And we, we all went to Mary's office. And believe it or not, uh, Rugrats was then done. Right. After at, canceled after three seasons. And so we were all looking for our next gig. And we went to Mary, who who had opened the little uh, animation studio on uh, on Ventura Boulevard, where the, the beginnings of the, the Nicktoons that were homemade. Every, everything before then, Klasky uh, Chupo made Rugrats. Uh, John K's studio made Ren and Stimpy. And, and I don't know where in New York they, they were making Doug. But uh,
2: Jumbo Pictures. Jumbo. Jumbo.
5: And so this was the first time it was gonna we're gonna the came the mandate from a nickelodeon was let's make uh, our own in-house animation and mary started with a little you know set up on on uh, ventura boulevard making uh a rocco with joe murray and we all went in This six of us trooped in and pitched our the group's ideas to mary and she was not interested in those and we were really out of ideas and someone said craig show her your penny cartoons and so i had at my briefcase with uh vhs cassette and put up the the three arnold actually just one of the arnold shorts was on the front of the penny cartoon arnold escapes from church
0: Mm -hmm.
5: and mary mary's like this is cool who's this who's this arnold guy and i had comics as well i showed her that that simpsons illustrated comic that finished the last panel was arnold sitting up in bed screaming and that really got her that that drawing she's like i love this uh you know
2: yeah. Uh, by the, the way, Arnold speaking guy. of which, I, I have my um book called uh, not just cartoons nicktoons book, uh put together by Jerry Beck. And uh all that stuff you're talking about is actually right here. So this Oh my is, you know, god,
6: there you go. Arnold yeah, Escape from Church.
2: Yep. And uh, as for the um screaming, screaming of the Arnold. Head, oh right my god, thank here. you,
5: Jerry. <laughs> uh, yeah, there it is, is with the story right there. Yep. So, you know, this is old news. However, we could. We're all here to confirm that that actually happened. And so from there, and that was in fall of '93, Mary, you know, engaged me to develop the, the the Arnold into something. And I'd been working with Jim Lang for years already, making uh, uh, kind of uh, special venue films, World Fair films for Bob Rogers, a Burbank uh, company. And so I knew I wanted Jim to help me with the music. And uh, we got we got going on that pilot and made that in the in 94 we finished it at, you know tuck tucker boarded it with me uh, uh jim did the music uh, carol wyatt did uh, art direction backgrounds and uh they carol and and tuck went to korea in spring of uh 94. and uh i remember Kurt cobain dying uh in the middle of that storyboard mm-hmm. all of us going to going to lunch going huh. <laughs> Kurt cobain died and then we like drank and then went back to work. <laughs> wow. That is actually no. explains yes, a surprising
6: stamp. amount.
5: It's <laughs> your timestamp. Uh, and then by, by the end of 94, the other two uh, pilots were turned in, including uh, Angry Beavers, and one one from England called Voles, which did not uh, uh, get picked up. And so okay. Beavers and Arnold were both picked up in the spring of, of uh, 95. In January 95, we went into the office and just started to move stuff in there and start working just to kind of like jumpstart the pickup process, which to th- thinking back on that now, it seems crazy that we were able to do that. We just, we said, let's just come to work and just say, we're making it. And right. We'll get greenlit. And they, that's really what happened. It was very direct working with, it was a very small group of people working with Mary Harrington and it, she was in charge of everything. And all we had to do was go, Mary, we need, you know, can we do this? And she'd go, all right. And then off we went. Then we were, we were off to the races the first order was 20 half hours in the beginning of 95 we we wrote them all that year john greenberg started writing on him on that he what was your first one john
6: god that's a good question i'm not sure i can i can even tell you which um
5: i I know he's he's coach wittenberg is very coach uh,
6: wittenberg was a character i came back to yeah and uh that was
5: later yeah Yeah, that was was later too
6: he's he's out of of camera angle but um but (laughs) the um uh after my i think it was after my son was born because you sent me a cell and because it, it's on it's on my office wall here and it, it has to john megan and henry it's son Aww. and there's coach, coach wittenberg and then in the the background is the the bowling ball going through the the window so um,
5: <laughs> <laughs> yay it's, those it's are good sales it, and so yeah, what but, must have
6: um, been, boy I'm not sure I can tell you which one was my It my must have first been one.
5: bench warmer then maybe bench warmer maybe, do you think was, Maybe. which introduces yeah. the coach that was the right. first and yeah in that summer and and Rachel you were with us from the very start of of 95 did you immediately crew yeah, up with us I,
8: think I came in a couple episodes in because I think i I was under the weather for a little bit in the beginning and then this is my cell from Helga's makeover which is oh the she's buying preteen
2: miss. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know uh, that one with
1: that section like make oh, girls look pretty <laughs> yeah
2: that's the one
8: <laughs> that that was i think my first one and i think you uh well that i mean i think we all kind of worked on some together and story editing but i think that was one where you just like had created this character that I just really so badly wanted to dig into and say so many things and you just really encouraged that so that was so much fun to write it was
5: the first uh, ma- Helga's makeover the first true well you could say Arnold's hat but I even feel like Arnold and Arnold kind of has a, a a larger role in Arnold's hat but Helga's makeover was Helga's journey for yeah. the I think the first truly thoroughly Helga episode
0: mm-hmm.
5: that, uh, and I, I, you know, I've been uh, posting about, about those, the, the people that, that follow my Instagram feed, I, I took their, their top, I think 12 favorite episodes from season one. Oh. and uh, I've been doing every Friday, I've been posting a little kind of synopsis of those episodes. Yeah. And the uh, makeover is really important because our boss, Jerry Laybourne the, from Nickelodeon, the president at that time, she came out to visit us. And that was really an important like state visit from the boss, you know where we did show and tell. And I'm sure we showed her something finished, but we also showed her an animatic of Arnold's hat. And we only had the cut track of Helga's makeover. Imagine sitting in the conference room. I'm sure Mary said, put it on Craig. And I'm sure Mary made that happen. But putting on a cassette (laughs) of the cut track and Jerry listening to an 11 minute radio play. That's wild. She was super charmed by it. And she told me at lunch, she said, you know, was helga <laughs> and i thought okay you know um i think That's are gonna go story, really bro. really swimmingly for us because not only was nickelodeon run by across the board women execs maybe um the only one who wasn't a woman was uh, herb scannell at the executive level the top level a very different the
6: only one who wasn't a woman at the time
5: <laughs> <laughs> now he likes to be called john I think, or was it <laughs> steve um uh so um that that i think was really a significant factor we they they loved what we were doing and they really supported what we were doing and helga was not too intense or too weird for them at all mm-hmm. and i think that's really meaningful because um you know helga got to go to some super weird funny dark places and we felt like we had that kind of support
2: yeah now jonathan going into the episodes that you had written i just pulled up a, a list of the hey arnold episodes and uh, according to what it says here uh your first episode that you have written according to the credits in season one was benchwarmer so you did write oh. the first coach wittenberg episode oh,
6: very good. okay good okay
2: um, then after good. that was heat uh the episode where uh, the whole town goes through a heat wave yeah then there was roughing it that was the camping episode then yeah. going back into coach wittenberg again uh okay. then you did uh uh runaway floating partners uh gerald secret longest monday ransom mud bull best friends career day road trip it girl uh old iron man and on the lamb so those are uh, i'm just reading off like a handful right, of them right
4: absolutely Patricia. you got to be my agent i mean you're fantastic you're listing all this credit
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: <no. laughs> i know
6: um, i think if there's ever if there's ever evidence that that creative people Rely on their fans and need their fans to keep their work alive. <laughs> this is this is it. Seriously, yeah. uh,
8: I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I agree we're, with I agree with Jonathan. It's it's really like it doesn't fully take meaning until someone else tells you how it feels or how it's in their eyes because that's the other part of creating something and writing something or bringing it to to an audience. You know. Yeah. It's
5: never been more interactive than it is now. It, it, it's reaching levels now that I almost kind of can't believe, you know, where yeah. people, people can weigh in, in in ways that you couldn't believe. Right. We get asked questions constantly that, that were like, wow, I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs>
2: absolutely and uh, i guess going into rachel's episodes the stuff that she has written i have the list as well so uh helga's makeover as mentioned earlier the old building uh the first introduction of dino spumoni uh gerald comes over operation ruthless where we get first introduced to ruth mcdougall then snow which is the second half with heat uh that jonathan wrote or Craig or Joe, or I don't I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then we have um Door 16 with Mr. Smith, uh and Ed, one of Gerald's urban legends. Uh False Alarm, the episode where you they claim that Eugene pulled on the fire alarm. Uh then you have Helga's boyfriend where Stinky, you know, um pretends to have a, a relationship with Helga, even though that uh, he starts falling in love with her later on. Hall monitor, where Phoebe becomes uh you know the hall monitor and then teacher strike where the teachers go on a strike because they're treated unfairly so that's a handful of them again so i'm not going to go into all of it
5: it's great though cuz those are all early episodes too so yeah. they're all yeah. uh, we're talking about the stuff that was in the the formative early early years i got to yeah, say I
7: mean, door 16 was is uh in my mind is a really underappreciated episode <laughs> I I just remember, I mean, at that point, everything was going by so fast. It was, it, you know, it was kind of hard to keep track of. But I remember at the time thinking that that was just so dope that that episode was so out there and raised so many questions that kind of never got answered. <laughs>
5: oh, man. Yeah. Mr. Smith, man, he, he got on a helicopter and that's the last we heard of him. And yet. I'm sure he paid rent for the rest of the series.
7: Exactly. I mean, I think that's the I Arnold think had that's to probably the...
5: keep delivering breakfast for the rest of this series. <laughs> the series.
7: The under the undiscovered A Arnold spinoff should be the you know the sequel to Door Sixteen.
2: I yeah, there, we was, can find out who Mr. Smith was.
8: Yeah, I think that was so fun about the whole like, especially in the early part. It's like you don't know like which ones are going to be longer storylines that get explored. You know, to a ridiculously minute degree that we didn't know when we first introduced so. and we would
5: we would be tempted to do follow-ups and sometimes people would be like no i remember vixen going oh stoop kid it's done you know you met him right you know, he is why on earth would we
1: revisit stoop kid and i was right. like
5: i don't know because it's cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember when uh mr smith was uh, the talk of so many hey arnold theories that uh, were going around, and uh, one crazy uh, theory that uh, I was told. And by the way, this was like years before the jungle movie was ever talked about being revived again. Was that apparently Mister Smith was like Eduardo in disguise, and like he was keeping ah. an eye on like uh, um, Arnold from like, and he would like just come back and forth. So, so many, uh, yeah.
3: So many. It's funny because so many, as we said when we, between ourselves, cats out of the bag. So many kind of placeholders we put in scripts. Hmm then become like, I mean, Craig, I know we've talked about this so many, like then become like legend. We're like, oh yeah, we should really punch that up. We should really change that. And it's like, oh, wow, now it's being recorded. Oh, now it's on television.
2: (laughs) Yes, uh, going into Joe, uh, so I want to mention some of the episodes that he had written. So, he wrote Pigeon Man, Sally's Comet, Part-Time Friends, Crush on Teacher, Harold's Bob Mitzvah, shout out to you, Justin. Uh, Teacher Strike, The Big Scoop, Eating Contest, Harold the Butcher, again, Justin. Mr. Wing Goes Country, Arnold's Room, uh, Stinky's Pumpkin, Fighting Families, Mr. Green Runs, Principal Simmons, uh, too many episodes to count, but that's just a handful of them. So that's that's a lot. And also, you were um, part of helping with writing the movie and the Jungle movie.
3: Yeah, I've been extremely lucky. Now it's like a lifetime achievement. That's gracious. Uh, it. Now I've been so lucky. A to work with everyone, and you know, and meeting Steve. And, it's a longer, boring story. meeting Steve and uh, Joe, when you guys were in the Universal building right before you moved into Vineland. Um, I snuck into the building to use a Xerox machine back in the day. Um <laughs> literally. And a friend who was working at Nick, she introduced me to them and anyway, and I was That's very lucky. It started, because, right, Joe? That's how you met him. Yeah, completely. I mean, Paula Kaplan just said, You should meet these guys. They're just, you know, they're starting the show. Um Thank God. <laughs> no, I know. Believe me, I'm so lucky, and then it's like this joyous partnership with Craig <clears throat> through the years, all those series we've done. I mean, Very lucky and great friendships. I mean, Rachel and I have worked together on so many things and we probably will in the future still. But yeah, those here. And it's funny, I mean, I came in like in August. Great about you guys. Anyway, I was born in Elizabeth. Um, I came in in August, um, but it also it already seemed like there was like such history of Arnold. And also they had all worked together on Rugrats, which I had not. So there's like a trillion inside jokes. It's amazing. A lot, a lot of them were lodged
6: in Vixen's beard. Hey, thank you. <laughs> It was A trillion great. inside jokes, none of which were funny. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Only funny to us. I, I love when you think about Pigeon Man being Joe's first pitch because I know the group was so, we really did things as a group in those early days. And later we just would get, you know, we it was kind of more convenient for us to just go off into our own computer and type a first draft and start talking about it after that but pigeon man I remember just going round and round with that talking about what was going to happen for me I really remember how important it was that he he fly away being (laughs) carried off by pigeons at the end and then it felt like whatever happens we got to get to that you know that the the that wonderful thing where he's like what you really had I mean I, I can't imagine Jim we were just talking about the baseball and the end of that and did we I mean it almost feels like everything's just to get you to that ending and yet i know that's not true I, i'm sure i i know they get the stories get thought out in in all kinds of different ways but it strikes me that the group would would all help pitch in to make something get to a really satisfying ending and i just think of that all the time pigeon man for sure man he flies away that's not just love yeah you love that
3: i mean you had that image and right we worked towards it i mean i was it was just like the pictures was about marlon brando in <laughs> oh, that's on right. The waterfront. Right. That was my pitch. Was on I the water And then, and then that combined with Tom Jode his speech at the end. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm putting, I'm putting those together with a pigeon man with a pigeon.
8: Well, so it, it felt like there were. I mean, obviously now, like since COVID and with nobody really being in a room of writers, like that energy was so great to have. And you know the idea that we were creating certain legends that were going to be part of Hey Arnold and part of his world and just kind of leave a story like that. Pigeon Man was one of those really special ones because of that.
3: I mean, how lucky we got not to, for all of us that, I mean, then when the the machine was really rolling, then we got, you know, we we all pitched ideas that is like, probably in, well, certainly now we couldn't do a lot of the stories. I mean, I always use the example which i've shown you know like as now as we're all grand granddad and grandma now um showing the example like at some point we had hey, veterans not. day don't 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 talk about me in veterans day we had grandpa giving hitler a wedgie oh,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> every yes. exec now would have a fucking excuse me would have a heart attack i don't i don't care i don't no, care would have a heart attack like then it's like what and you know so anyway
1: yeah, yes. it's just like just, I, uh, yeah, there's certain things in modern cartoons you just can't get away with anymore. Like you no. know, it's, 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 it's almost like the '90s, and you know, the you know, the amount of freedom that you guys had to kind of like make jokes like that. I mean, like uh, I'm pretty sure right. if like you know that appeared in like something like The Owl House or Amphibia, or you know, even though how crazy those shows can get, like I guarantee there's probably gonna be one guy who says, "Nah, you better not do that." You
6: yeah, know? you know, I think they e- today they'd even make. Make us call it greetings, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I think the hay—the hay would be a little too rough, a little too street, it's
5: too and confrontational. Yeah, right. <laughs> I gotta say, it's—it's a, it's a mystery. The, the mix of it's really a mystery. Mary Harrington, who greenlit the show, uh, really did let a lot of amazing shit happen, and she let Lang—I would say Jim—from the minute, except except for our uh a failed first attempt at a main title, um. After that little thing, and Jim, then Jim came back with take two, which is and it was just love it. And then wow. all music after that. Every single score ever, no notes at all. So picture that. And then and there, there still was plenty of oversight, and we had to kind of duke it out and fight, fight with Mary and, and the execs about things until the end of season two. And then from season three on, the oversight was so minimal that I think they barely knew what we were doing. When, when right. we, we used to joke about it in season three, we had a, an exec who, who we're like, I know he's not reading what we're writing. I know it. You know, we just had that feeling like we haven't heard a word back from them in months and months. And we we turned in the cut of uh, Arnold's Thanksgiving and they sent an exec out to meet with me and go, um, it seems that the teacher is gay. And, <laughs> and we we're like, yeah, you're catching up. Yeah. And then and then it was just like a, I talked to him for about 45 minutes about why we wanted simmons to be a gay character and then he kind of said eh, all right and left and that was that so so you it was really true they weren't looking at it until maybe they'd even get the cartoon delivered to them and it would be really essentially too late my argument with him then was like i don't want to change anything it it's already basically ready to mix and and uh it would be very expensive for you guys for us to kind of undo what we've done and he was like yeah you're right yeah. and so so it it, it was a time Of kind of almost magical lack of oversight (laughs) or (laughs) or a wonderful spirit of adventure you could look at it that way too where they were just like hey man this this we're digging this whatever this is it's weird and cool and i remember talking about i'd always say like arnold is weird and they go ah weird i don't know i don't know man weird that's i go no no cool weird and they go oh cool weird huh
6: (laughs) (laughs) you remember where was it there i don't know if it was if it was during season one, I think it was after season one because because I was a I was a freelancer season one and then came and John on, was living came in New Jersey. Summer. Yeah, you and came back. There Friday. was one point they said we need to have a really serious conference about who Arnold is. You guys that
5: would have been season one, right?
6: I okay, like I so I, well, I was in on that, and I remember you. I remember like the word weird. It was like electric. You couldn't say weird. Like it was like somehow that would make him the w unpopular or, wow.
5: or something that's not really likeable. Right.
6: But that he, was, I mean, he had to be a little weird.
5: Absolutely. And this show is profoundly weird. And I think that's what, what kind of makes it interesting. It, it's like looking at, it's fun to look at because it's profoundly weird. And and uh, I think words like that are, are, are you know, the, you could argue about them until they completely lose their meaning. But we were, yeah, that was a, I remember the, the, the feeling that all the writers had was like, hey, childhood is pretty sad. There's a, it's, it's a veil of tears and you're kind of like getting through childhood without any power yet. And so the, the humor of this is going to come from that premise. And I remember Mary arguing with us and saying, no, my childhood was a blast. I, I had a really happy childhood. <laughs> That's we, why we, you're we, not a writer. <laughs>
8: <laughs> that's so many times but I, and I remember joe and steve writing their manifestos about like what what kinds of stories we're telling and what we're doing and it was just like this architectural approach but at the same time like mary had to take a leap of faith that this is what True. my creator show creator is doing and i think also like so much credit to jim lang because the music for the show set a tone that allowed all these stories to be told. It was so unique and it had, wasn't anywhere else. Yeah. And people can imagine being Arnold and staring up at his ceiling. And they still talk about that with all that music portraying what, his mood.
1: Yeah, hey. I, I just want to say to you, Jim, because um, I have said this to, to Craig on so many occasions, uh, if my life had to have background music, uh, you'd have to be the one to write it.
7: Uh, <laughs> well, thank you. I mean... Uh, Um, my response uh to lovely comments like that is always um you know it's a visual medium and it starts with a story and then it becomes a visual thing and that's where all that shit came from Uh, it's really hard to take any credit for that because the inspiration was always right there in front of me so um I'd never, you know, obviously, i never done another show that sounded anything like Hey Arnold, in, mm-hmm. in many respects, and that's because Hey Arnold was Hey Arnold. It was a, a unique
5: entity, so. Absolutely. It's so old, I mean, we've got to just say how, how that music ended up being the glue that that Rachel's talking about, where it's it tells you it tells you that it's sad, and yet you don't have to be too sad. And yeah. it tells you that it's scary, but don't worry, no one's gonna get killed. There, all those things were coming, I feel, like the music was taking the, the whole bunch of, of, of story and image and and giving it some some coherence and some glue that, yeah. that that's magic stuff. And Absolutely. I don't even know how to quantify it. We would talk about it, Jim, when we would spot those early ones, because we only spotted the early stuff together, we'd look at a cut and go, well, how about we start to feel sad here? <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's it's very it's super subjective and it's hard to define and 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 he was getting zero notes except I was going hey. <laughs> <laughs> you all love it can I, can I just say just quickly uh
3: you know to Craig's credit for leading it and to the networks of someone said we you know we got to which was from the start out of the gate we got to tell as Craig was saying like Childhood sad. Let me tell sad stories. Didn't wrap up nicely, and everything else was. You know, if it's an action cartoons that are on at the time, everything could have wrapped up nicely. And I think that other series from that took that cue. You know, including The Simpsons, possibly. But um, and I and I always think we've talked about it. Rachel and I and Craig and I have talked about representation, like the. That Dan Butler, who voiced Mr. Simmons, you know, is openly gay man. You know, he's a great actor and he's been, you know, he's been acting for years and years. And so it wasn't, we, like, all the press and nothing against it, it comes out like, there's finally a gay couple on, you know, like when Loud House did it. It's like, I don't know, we had gay couple. we had, you know, we had black actors playing black bard. We had, you know, we discussed, we even had Jewish actors playing Harold. I know.
5: <laughs> I know did we decided the bar mitzvah Harold because it, it was, well, Justin knows about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Made Justin do his pop (laughs)
2: Torah. Now, speaking of which, uh, Justin, so, I mean, you were there in Hey Arnold from the very beginning, even the pilots.
4: Yes. Yeah, first of all, let me just thank uh, Patricia and Arun for putting this on. You guys are amazing. Thank you as fans. You have really spearheaded uh, a lot of the incredible fan enthusiasm for hey arnold and were instrumental in us coming back and doing the hey arnold movies where uh you know we found arnold's parents which was incredibly awesome so huge kudos to you guys and all the fans out there uh i'm grateful i know we all are for your overwhelming support and enthusiasm um and yes this is uh the origin story of hey arnold which is fun i mean i remember I still remember coming in to audition for Hey Arnold, meeting Craig and seeing, you know, this very cool drawing of Harold that uh, that Craig had put together with these these lines. And then I, you know, I'm looking at the character and I'm envisioning, all right, who is Harold? Okay, he's a bully, but he's got a soft spot. You know, I'm thinking, all right, I've been bullied. And what is that like? And what do the bullies look like? And what do they feel? And what's my relationship been like to them? Funny enough, when I was a kid, I was bullied all the time because I had this big afro and they used to call me Shankaro shake that fro, which actually is kind of <laughs> funny, but I didn't think it was funny when I was a little kid. <laughs> wow. So I thought, all right, I thought of all the bullies on the playground um, who would bully me. And then that's kind of how Harold's voice just came to be and his personality traits and just sitting in the recording with Craig. I think we I had like a 30 minute audition. Craig gave me, you know, amazing notes and thoughts and we just kind of played and had fun and then, you know, fortuitously got the call from my agent saying, hey, you want to play Harold, like, let's do this. And then we went in, we did the pilot and and uh, it was such a, an amazing group of, of fellow actors and writers and producers and that was kind of this the start of the journey.
2: Yeah. Now, I'm actually curious, you know, Justin, you're you, you are Jewish and I'm just curious if did uh harold become jewish because of justin or was he already jewish from the very beginning
4: No, we be like, for craig I, th- I don't know <laughs> i, think, yeah, I, I mean, think we just made it
5: up as it shook okay. out harold and eugene became the two jewish kids in the squad I, and okay it, 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 we then we call them eugene lebowitz <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
5: harold yep. berman we named her at,
3: we named after dory berman oh yeah dory berman exactly someone on the crew
5: Okay. Uh, on the exact side.
4: I mean it's amazing. I you know the Harold's Bar Mitzvah uh is is just I mean in all the Harold episodes and everything Harold's been in is so much mm-hmm. fun, but Harold's Bar Mitzvah, I mean I you know I'm Jewish. I'm kind of like more spiritually spiritually Jewish than kind of, you know, really religious, but Sure. One of my best friends from high school, Danny, is orthodox and uh you know, he's a doctor now, but he's very religious and he goes to temple pretty much every morning to pray and a lot of his family and friends are orthodox for you huh Praise for you yeah exact Praise for me bless him and uh he i mean Danny and and the orthodox community absolutely love Harold's bar mitzvah and the, the yeah. you know this is this was an episode that nobody would have created something like that so kudos to Joe and Craig and, and the whole team for putting that together i mean just amazing and and as you guys were talking about earlier, I mean, the diversity that that the show had back in the mid 90s when that wasn't something that was necessarily a focus on television um, was so ahead of its time and such a really, really exceptional that I think, hey, Arnold paved the way for so many shows and so many actors and really, you know, where we are, where we are now. We were uh, we were doing this in the mid 90s. So it's mm-hmm. pretty, pretty awesome. Absolutely.
6: I think Oscar did wonders for central European representation. <laughs> in, in media,
9: I,
5: really I remember, remember we would get angry letters from somebody who was from the Czech Republic and he was really mad. And especially because we said he was from Czechoslovakia. He was super irritated that we didn't update it and say he was from the Czech Republic. And we were like, no, no, you don't get it. He's, he might as well be from Transylvania. Like- <laughs> <laughs> also, that's really a good point that you make, uh, Jonathan, because, um, uh, the, the, the origins of, uh, Oscar Kokoschka name from the Russian painter, mm-hmm. uh, personality, uh, uh f- from Steve, I think, and, uh, and accent from Gabor Chupo because Gabor and Arlene, we just kind of wanted a Gabor and Arlene couple in our, in our show. And yet they don't resemble Gabor and Arlene in any way. Gabor and Arlene are fabulous, successful, you know, creative people who, you know, have a giant history of of, uh, cartoon making. And, and, you know, Oscar goes to the track every day and (laughs) can't
2: get a job. Oh, by the way, um, (laughs) while you're continuing your story, I just need to let in another special guest who's just joining us. Uh, They were at a meeting, so they couldn't join us much earlier. Ah, Oh, my God. So, yes. uh, Hello. hey, Hey, look at all these people.
9: Hey, <laughs> oh Dan, this wow. is so Jim, fun. Jim,
2: Jim's here, Joe,
9: Greg, uh, that's fantastic.
2: So, yes, um, we have Rachel. with us, uh, who, who was the storyboard artist on Hey Arnold and also directed and many of the episodes, yes, <laughs> we have uh, Dan Povenmeyer. so, Dan, welcome to the live stream.
9: Very good, I'm glad I was able to make it.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, um, go ahead with uh, the storytelling about Oscar
5: oh oscar what, what more is there to say basically what well, we loved the way gabor spoke so much that he had the his accent is such that everything he's everything he says ends going down so it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like make me a sandwich <laughs> and, yeah. and so that that was us trying to you know we just wanted to have a little you know gabor accent in our in our our world um you know Gabor studio uh Classique chupa when we were all there making rugrats in in 1990 and 91 um, he, Gabor had a lot of uh, fellow Hungarians that he had he'd welcomed into the crew. So there was a lot of cool Eastern European and he's a big fan of all Eastern European animation and and I feel like the influence of, of indie Eastern European animation had worked its way into the design mm-hmm. of, of Rugrats, Ah Real Monsters it, it was a thing. And so we just mm-hmm. kind of loved that and wanted to have a little bit of that in our show. And, and, a wildly spoofy version because Oscar's such a He's such a terrible person, <laughs> but, but and it you know like the most dysfunctional uh, couple ever. Dan, didn't you do um uh what was that one called where where Oscar gets kicked out and has to stay yes. in Arnold's room? That was yours, wasn't I, it?
9: I forget the name of it, but that was like it was, and it was a really tender Arnold tender thing, Cupid. and it was yeah, like, Arnold is like, Cupid, yeah. He did the tiniest little thing that was sort of like just showed a hint of selflessness. And she took him back. It was it was like you take the money? money. <laughs> <laughs> we
5: have to get the, the money, people. and which might as well be the T-shirt from that one. Yes, <laughs> it was so great. Dan so Dan's great. boarding always had those special touches. There's a moment in in uh, Arnold as Cupid where Oscars cutting trimming his own toenails while he's telling Arnold he needs something else, and he the, at the end of the scene it wipes when he clips the toenail and it flies at camera and wipes the scene.
9: <laughs> <same thing.
5: laughs> toenail wipes. And, and O'Neill White. He also directed uh the baseball, which we were just uh yeah uh, sort of celebrating this week. And the baseball yeah. has the most wonderful scene where Arnold's on the run and he's being chased. Well, Lang's music's going on the, on the uh <laughs> the, the, the baseball stadium organ. And Arnold Arnold like he escapes one guard and he slides under the, the legs of the other in yes. and, mm-hmm. and, and this great pan. Yes, I have that
9: pan on the, I have that framed. I got that that big pan set up and, and oh, I wow. had to like have a frame made for it cuz it was so long. Yeah, oh, that's wow.
1: That's have, wonderful the, wonder you got that from that. I wanted to ask you, Dan. I mean, obviously, hey Arnold has so much physical comedy involved in it. What was it like to like storyboard that whole process?
9: It was so much fun. That that, that was that was just a, a great gig. The, the show was you know like i used to tell people it's like uh uh it was it was not as like laugh out loud funny as uh, um uh what was the ren and Stimpy the big you know like that but i just thought it was the best show for kids uh, you know it, it it was that was it wasn't aiming necessarily at at college kids although college kids could watch it and enjoy it I, mm-hmm. I just felt like it was it was the show that like oh when i have kids i want them to see this show this is the, the, this is a the show the characters were all warm and wonderful it had this real funk to it which was which was uh craig's uh craig's art style the you know he did the football head way before stewie <laughs> had a football head and, uh, and they just gave us a lot of uh creative freedom to plus things and to and to you know, you know, like we would usually take the, the the script, and then we would have a discussion about what we felt like we could cut out of it. What if we moved this here? Could we get more out of this scene? Uh, can Can you give us a scene here between these two characters to to help this uh, transition? It was a very collaborative studio at the at the time, and everybody sort of felt like felt ownership of the show and mm-hmm. uh, and it was it was just some of my favorite times uh, working as a as a as a board artist and a, a director and then my my probably my favorite thing we did there was the opera episode i was
3: just going to say let's, let's which, talk which, about that dan Go. also just, dan you had access to the uh, pa system at Vineland. <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> i did but everybody did it wasn't just me <laughs> okay fine <laughs> it wasn't just me but things things were said <laughs> that, that i mean can i just hear.
3: quickly say i remember that i mean it was nice of you to say discussions which we had a lot of we also had a lot of arguments there's no yes, doubt What i
5: love i mean when i think about it season one but, was a fucking brawl and and yes. that's and it was it the with the best result absolutely you know, yeah, yeah it was absolutely. like people had everybody a voice. was trying
9: to make the show better which is everybody a really had a voice <laughs>
5: and they were they were i agree they were united in their desire to make the show better yeah it
8: it seemed if i may just like this was a time when there was just like a real kind of dichotomy between script driven and board driven shows and as if only one or the other could be the right way or the answer and there were so many iconic shows of both kinds at the same time and coming out of that one little vineland building it was it was truly amazing (laughs) look at what Mm -hmm. was going on at the time
9: Yeah. yeah yeah So the. And you guys remember band. that that uh, that our receptionist was Maria Bamford, who now has her own <laughs> show on Netflix.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Maria was actually the PA. Yeah. Yes, and she was, and she was like the worst. I mean, she she was like the, like she couldn't figure out a, like a stapler. She was terrible, yeah. but she was it, it, it was hilarious. But she was hilarious and was yeah. doing her mother and her act. If she all went to see her, yeah, man. And yeah. Maria was so Maria almost- from the start.
8: Did we all go to one of her shows where it was just like metal folding chairs in a circle? Oh yeah, we yeah, like 25. Yes. We, we went to see her. We were in
5: the coffee house we were the whole audience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
9: and then she did that one woman show in an actual theater somewhere and I remember that was the first time I even knew that she was doing this. I think you guys went to went to something much smaller earlier. Yeah. And she came around with flyers for everybody. And all i knew maria was was this sort of mousy girl behind the 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 counter the the thing who was who was just always looked a little confused i was like maria has a one woman show (laughs) what could this be like we have to go see that then we went to go see it and, and i was like oh she's probably gonna have her own show at some point like when she was on stage she seemed much more sort of real and and it, you know like she just came alive on stage wow. in a way that she didn't in real life she was always this right. version in, in 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 real life yeah. and, and yeah. she got out there and just blossomed it was really fun yeah you're right good call babe.
8: When they mm-hmm. say don't be a stand-up comedian unless you just have to she just had to yeah,
3: yeah. exactly
9: that was the only thing she could do yeah.
3: like her therapy also yeah that's yeah. so funny can i just I like can one like insider Dan when I started I had never worked on an animated show before and that's one Dan and Sherm when you guys share that office you guys were I mean they were such incredible artists and continue to be obviously and animators and directors but you often or maybe it's just Sherm had Glen Gary Glenn Ross playing like every day <laughs> all the time yeah, like oh over God. like for years. Yes. And they animated all they directed all these Hey Arnold episodes while listening to Glenn yeah. Gary. It wasn't, it wasn't just
9: Glenn Gary,
0: but, but okay. I had
9: like a whole bunch of because for for like like a third of the time you were just cleaning up. You would you would storyboard right. stuff out and you'd have to think and and figure out the storytelling and stuff, and then you'd get it all roughed out, and then you'd have like two weeks where you were just cleaning right. drawings and making them look good. So you didn't have to like engage that part of your brain as much. And so we would always listen to movies, right. and uh, and we would like. So I would record onto cassette, just like audio cassette, like like all these movies. I had a bunch of them, but the one that we listened to the most was probably Glenn, Gary, Glenn, Ross, <laughs> <which> <laughs> <is> just, <laughs> just weird lines, like weird context that you'd look, go back and you'd read the original play and say, "Oh yes, this character does say." shoes boots yes you know like like, like <laughs> weird lines that just like like you can't imagine that not being just somebody like messing something up and let's let's keep that it was uh it was that's really funny yeah yeah cool.
5: another
6: all
5: right favorite um was, uh, uh, the kid ahead. stays in the picture by bob evans his book on tape that was another yes. popular one <laughs> Yes. <laughs> sorry patricia go ahead
2: oh no i was just gonna say that um going into like THE PRODUCTION PROCESS, uh, DIRECTING AND STORYBOARDING, YOU KNOW, um, IF, um, YOU KNOW, SOME OF OUR VIEWERS HAVE WATCHED THE 20TH ANNIVERSARY AS TOLD BY GINGER VIRTUAL REUNION LIVE STREAM WHERE WE HAD SOME OF THE STORYBOARD ARTISTS ON THE SHOW, um, YOU KNOW, FROM THE SHOW TO THE LIVE STREAM, THEY WERE TALKING ABOUT LIKE THEY WOULD JUST GATHER TOGETHER AND TALK ABOUT LIKE EACH ONE OF THEM HAD THEIR UNIQUE STYLE OF STORYBOARDING, SOME OF THEM WERE MORE EXPRESSIVE, SOME OF THEM WERE MORE SUBDUED, AND um, YEAH, I MEAN, STORYBOARDS ARE VERY IMPORTANT BECAUSE THEY'RE THE ONES THAT, YOU KNOW, KIND OF LIKE YOU SEE ON the screen i mean i took a storyboarding class when i was doing my um production and and editing class for school and storyboarding is not easy especially since i am not a very good artist you have to take the story or the script or a music video you have to you know break it down like you know segment by segment and then you have to draw it and you have to compose whether it be um establishing shot close-up shot medium shot what angle um you know every single bit has to be put in depending on what you know the story is about but yeah it's everybody had their own unique style I mean like you know one storyboard artist was different from the other but all of them were able to pull it off so well and it's it's definitely not easy and uh you know come com, you know kudos for all the work that you were able to put in for all the episodes uh Dan and all for all for the writers as well I mean just you know, you know all the work that you put into that, and also for Justin the acting and um, Jim the music as well.
4: I was going to say, please don't forget us actors.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, you're the, one Justin, to put, you're the ones don't. who bring life to the, <laughs> the uh, to the stories. Otherwise, it's just a piece of paper. Cool.
4: No, it is yeah. it, good. Good shout out to all the storyboard, uh, Dan, and the artists and the animators because obviously, we're it's a whole team effort to make yeah. this come to fruition and is that yeah, oh, there were 50 of us you, you yeah. Don't want to forget that. yeah there were a lot of people yeah mm-hmm. yeah
9: it's it, it's like the slaves building the pyramids <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's oh, no. there's a lot of people I always say that if 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 people knew how much work went into making an animated show I think that they would treat them with much more reverence Mm. uh I, you know it's, people just like oh it's a cartoon and it was like well it was it was there was a lot of work even in the worst cartoon was a lot of work uh, that that went in uh yeah. we were talking talking about the opera opera episode earlier and there was more that that was like three times the size of a normal storyboard because it was all these dance poses and all this animation stuff that i really had to put pose it all out in order to uh uh to to get it done uh that's that you don't have to do if it's just dialogue talking you can sort of hit the the different beats of the of of the dialogue Mm -hmm. but if it's candace swinging on a on a uh on a on a flag around a staff and landing on a horse and point you you know it's like there's a bunch of stuff there and uh and and you you just gave us enough time i think to do that you you know like i I, I think you guys said okay this one's a special episode we're going to give you a little more more time to get kicking and
5: screaming dan you remember that was season two and uh season two was a a struggle i also it was another kind of struggle and you remember you had x number of weeks to do it you knew you couldn't do it in that time and so then then it became like jamie's joke at every every production meeting oh my god oh 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 yeah where's the opera oh still on board remember that happened (laughs) and uh, and so dan had to take up each new each new uh each new episode cycle, he just would take on the next one, knowing that he was starting the next one and kind of finishing opera finishing at the same opera. time. <laughs> and it was, yeah. you know, I mean, from that point of view, like that was, you know, Jamie thought that was kind of a disaster, and he kind yeah. of washed his hands of that one. And I was he like, "Damn it! When this thing's done, it's going to be so fucking good, and people are going to really love this. Just like relax into this one, man. It'll get done before the year's up." So end. great. Wait, <laughs> are we one of the better we... recording I love when I saw that when I saw it come back and, and, and I was like, there, see, you know, when the animation came back and we sunk it up, I was like, oh, thank God. This is fucking great. And, (laughs) and it was such a fun thing for all of us, Jim. We were like that, that one had a lot of, of, uh, we just basically used a lot of, uh, you know, stuff from the public awesome. domain. You yeah, know. exactly. You know, Bizet, you know, Carmen mostly yes. and it also had a little Mozart. And uh, and so that, in a way, it was like a whole different musical challenge. And then there was tons yeah. of them. I mean, there was a lot of score as well, Jim. Right. Well, I, yeah.
7: you know, talking about, uh, you know, Dan uh, working on the poses and, and doing the, you know, the choreography, um, it's not always easy to post score uh, something musical like that. In fact, a lot of times it's really freaking hard, which is why, yeah. uh, you know, Salling always wrote all <laughs> wrote all the X charts out for, you know, for the animators and it, it came, all those cartoons came from the music. So right. un- yeah. unlike the way we do it today, you know, going yeah. back and, and putting music on there. But right. I remember thinking at the time, uh, how well the music stuck to the picture in, in cool. that thing. um not only not only the vocal performances which were awesome and the lip assignments and everything which were great and really funny but just but just the feeling of of the stage picture and how easy it was to put music to that. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we got away with murder in that thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really sophisticated uh, <laughs> yeah. looking final product. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it helped Amazing.
9: that you gave us a pretty good quick demo of everything with with the 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 the, the, the you know, like 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 we had the characters singing and your original demo it wasn't completely done out. But but so we knew where the beats were. And we knew, you know, like where. Okay, he's going to put a flourish here, but you know, it was just you maybe on the keyboard, and not an actual uh, horn or whatever at the time. Right, right. Right. I don't think we did. I think all we d-
7: we did violin. and yeah. I know we did woodwinds on that. We did flute and stuff and clarinet. Yeah. Um, and but that may have been it, it left for left live them. instruments. I don't think there was yeah. any. I don't think we cut any brass on that at yeah. all. But yeah. Dan, Jim,
4: uh, just a little, little, a little, uh, little flashback. I'm a I'm a big ugly
0: clown. Oh. A big sad, ugly clown. No. Oh. Yeah. Let's
5: thank you.
7: thank you. Let's let's talk about let's talk about how much fun that session was.
0: Amazing when when we That's recorded a, that.
5: that. That's gotta be the one of the best nights. And it, for some reason we went till the dark. It must have been recorded in the in the winter. Well, yeah. and
7: we were also on that you know really dank uh, uh, foley yeah. stage where we where yeah. we recorded it, right? Yeah.
5: yeah, and it it was really fun. I remember the way it went was like each kid came and did their song, and and the next one had to come out and top it. And yes. we really <laughs> didn't know Adam was that good. Adam Wiley, who plays Curly, we didn't know Adam was as good a singer as he was. We really didn't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. We he was amazing. It was an amazing, amazing session all the way through. He sang Mio's song, and we were all just like on our butts. We were just yeah. like, "Whoa!" and and he, his was the last cue, I think.
1: Well, sorry, I remember God. you telling me, that, Craig. Um, I mean, a lot of the uh, the kids that you had for these uh, for these they had un- un- unknown potential at that time, as kids do. And so right. okay, I remember you had to. Uh, I can't remember, what was the name of the first Arnold? I really can't. It was it was Torin, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> i mean i guess
2: it depends (laughs) on what you mean by first arnold because (laughs) if you're talking about pilots the That's, pilot Arnold was, uh, JD, was, was JD, J.D. Daniels J.D.
1: Daniels and then it was, the, was the Arnold that was in season and one he
2: showed up for episode yeah then it was the, Lane yeah it was for
5: 101 downtown as fruits and he was like hey how you doing we are like oh crap <laughs> 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 and, and cast Torin because J.D. showed up for episode one and couldn't do it
1: yeah but and, I, I, I remember in the in the downtown as fruits episode you had to talk Torin down because he was singing too professionally for the uh, the, the fruits yeah, uh, right Torrin's
5: one of those guys who who, who who when you know a lot of kids are like this, they listen to the radio and they want to sing like the kid on the radio. Right. And I was like, Torin, that's too good. You yes. need to sing like a kid. You know, dumb it down yes. and and struggle a little bit to hit your notes. And then of course he did. He he's he is singing uh, on that. Oh, and you know, and everybody everybody has various abilities to sing. You know, in key and stuff. You know, like, there's a yeah. wide range of ability. And and I I think that's part of the <laughs> That's part of the fun to me. And then Jim's like, thanks. now I got to, now I got to, <laughs> but, but, but in fact, remember the, <laughs> remember the, the, uh, Steve, uh, Steve was doing your, uh, Steve, uh, God, what was his last Steve Ellis? No, no. Steve, what's his? Galloway and Galloway Steve Galloway was, the, uh, Jim's music editor and he, he cut a lot of those, uh, remixes that, that are the end credit remixes and Galloway, uh, has one where, uh, at the end of it, you can hear me going, yeah, well, we can make that work.
6: Lang, <laughs> <laughs> <Laying> like, uh... <laughs> but
5: I, I do. I want to talk about the changing voices because it's very funny. It had a, a wide range of results. Some kids, they'd come in, their voice had dropped. That was the end. Thank you. We got to replace you. I had to, had to take many yeah. and Arnold for the long walk. Where I was like, it comes a time in a young man's life. <laughs> but but Justin came in. And the pilot he sounds different. And the first couple episodes, he still sounds like the kid. Then his voice yeah. fully turned into his his you know teenage voice, which was pretty much what you can do now, Justin. And yeah. so Justin, we went like, Oh, I, I I like this. This is even it's got more of a kind of a buzzsaw kind of edge yeah. to it. And we were like, Okay, uh Justin, you know, survived the transition. Yeah. Some kids like an Arnold voice needs to sound he needs to sound young and kind of, it has to yeah. be a kid sound that, you know, Well, part of, this, this is the experience. Yeah. Go well, ahead. part of
9: it, I think, is that Justin is sort of putting on a voice for even when he was a little kid and his, his voice was higher. He was putting on that voice so that as he got older and his voice dropped, he could still put on that voice. But for for Arnold, you don't want a uh, put on. You you just want this yeah. is how this kid actually. Yeah, you're right. So, so when it changes, point. it's 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 hard So I think that's how Justin was able to. Yeah. Well, I think I the like one thing An-
1: also. Like how
0: Andy.
1: I think the only other thing also was the fact that the Harold character himself was like you know um a very you know uh, even though he was in the fourth grade, he was a big husky character. You know, yeah, and and not like, to mention so, that he yeah.
2: was older. He was so he around thirteen. Yeah.
1: Oh he yeah, right. yeah. He, he had
9: right. he got back our, several grades.
4: So fortunately, I fortunately I lowered my voice when I had the audition. So then, when I grew into my voice, Excellent. it was kind of like Harold. Um, yeah. so that, was, that was fortuitous. But just going back to, to Jim, it was so funny because when we would have these group sessions where all of us would sing together, Jim would always be like, Justin, we're going to have you uh, stay on the side because you're peeking through a little bit too much. And, you know, I know you like to sing. But you, you, you know, he was so sweet about it. You don't necessarily have the best singing voice, so we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna record you. We're gonna record you separately, and then we'll mix you in. And so, <laughs> so I was, I always appreciated that, uh, and it was fun. And, and as the as the only kind of voiceover actor here on this on this uh, reunion, we should have of all of us here. I just well, have be to great. Touch, Yeah, I just have to touch on how we recorded the sessions, which was an absolute blast because. Craig, we'd all come in together and we'd read the script down from top to bottom. And I thought that was, I mean, it was just amazing because that gave us an opportunity to really get a sense of the other characters and where the script was going. And maybe we could throw in a little bit of improv and play off each other in a very organic way as kids. Right. And I mean, that's not the way, you know, cartoons are done now. We go in, you know, we record our our lines in 15, 20 minutes and we're out. And of course, you know, there's something great about that, too. But at the, I, going back to just being able to sit in the room for a couple hours and hear each other and bring the show to life, I think is one of the I mean, there's so many reasons why this show is so special. But I'd have to say, I think that is one of them. And, uh, you know, kudos to Craig and, and the whole team for for having us do that and the friendships that that we just created uh, yeah. Amongst each other, it creates a family atmosphere. Total absolutely. family, we love it. I gotta say, it.
3: absolutely, just kind of quickly, it was so wonderful all those years, all those records, and all guest stars that came in, and it was those years that we had a pick of. I mean, we just like we'll ask anyone. You know, we can get into who <laughs> who who said no, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, oh really? Couldn't get uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger
5: either. We had to have him oh Arnold yeah, character play the he abdicator. We didn't even
6: get respect from Rodney Dangerfield.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, and this is the guy you thought that well, Rover Dangerfield was a good idea. Yeah, yes. mean, yeah, seriously.
3: And and Charo, but anyway. Oh, the, yeah, oh Charo. Charo.
4: Okay. Did all Charo the guest us stars,
3: down? All Yeah, the, she did. So oh. many of the guest stars, you know, adult, you know, obviously adults.
4: Elliot was, Gould. Yeah, oh, man, yeah. I became huge friends yeah.
3: with Elliot Gould because of Elliot the rally.
5: Such a such a
3: cool gent. That but they guy. were always all those guest stars were so like blown away and it was, like this warm, amazing feeling, just like acting with the kids and then just listening to this ensemble, especially like after two or three seasons where they were such a cohesive group. Yeah, I remember what, what's his name that played?
5: Oh my God. Harvey, Harvey. Harvey uh, Corman. Harvey Corman. It was John script and Dan's board. It was uh it was uh part. No, no, it was uh what was that one called? The one where Arnold and Gerald uh, have a, have a falling out. Cause they're going to yeah. do the talent show. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, that one. Uh, <laughs> it, and it was a Dino, yeah, Dino and Don story.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Uh,
5: Harvey came in. I, I'll never forget that. He was such a cool guy. He had this bucket hat on and he, he sat down in his chair. His scene didn't come for, Ten pages, and he sat down in his chair and shut his eyes as if he was an old guy falling asleep. He wasn't. He was listening intently, and at at, at he came out to the booth after we'd we'd recorded a big stretch and said, "Boy, that kid is good." He was talking about Jameel, and yes. I, I after the session, oh. I after the session, I took Jameel aside and said, "Harvey Corman said you're great." And he's like uh, he didn't know who rb corbin was. <laughs> Yes, exactly <laughs> he's like okay
9: nice some old guy thought i was great.
5: <laughs> yeah well I've, I've yeah, been, you know that's a wonderful episode in every way and it's got those two crazy songs and jim had to somehow put those two songs together it's yeah. got the the finale where they sing and, and play uh you know without oliver hardy stanford yes. oh, show uh i'm Such nothing without you song. yes just man everything came together in that episode it's got
9: it It all really did Mm -hmm. yeah i one of my favorite memories of uh Mm -hmm. of the show was you know because because we work on it in this building and we're making it and it's you know it sort of becomes our 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 world for as long as we're working on that episode and then we just put it out into the ether and you sort of get these (laughs) numbers at some point uh but i was home for thanksgiving and my nephews and nieces were all watching the episode where Arnold and Helga kiss because they're in uh, Romeo and Juliet yeah, yes. school play. At, the, at the time. And the anticipation and the excitement in all those kids, there were like five or six kids watching this and they got so excited. Are they going to kiss? Is this going to happen? Oh, like, like, and then they cheered when it happened and some of them were like, oh, gross. You know, it's like all these different Everything kid, reactions. Everything you but watching how what a big deal for them that was i remember you know, it's like and i had sort of forgotten about it at that point that was something that was an episode i did right. 6 months ago or, or or a year ago or something and it was such a such a reminder that what we're doing was was is making a difference in, in kids' lives. It's it's things that that
5: that people and you still can't tell. We, we don't really know. There wasn't any kind of real true feedback except the children that we actually were in our lives that we could yes. watch, watch it. I remember yeah. Steve wrote that where they're about to kiss and Rhonda says to the other girls in the crowd, "Okay, girls, this is it." <laughs> and I remember thinking ah, that seems a little. You know, that seems a little much. And yes. then it, you know, just what you described,
1: Dan, they probably yes. like, took that cue from Rhonda. They're like, oh, God. Oh, my God. I think totally. Craig has nailed it because, you know, me and Patricia, you know, went back in, back in the 90s when, you know, we saw this episode for the first time, it was like, oh, wow, this is a huge deal. Like, yeah. we've been building <laughs> up to this at this point. And uh, to see it all just... Play out it's just, uh, and then for Helga, once again, to kind of like you know deny that it was anything was me- meant by it, and like saying, Oh, I was just right. improvising, you know, like it was just, uh, yeah, yeah and
5: that was your sequence, wasn't it? When she stabs yeah. herself, yeah, you, I remember Dan posed that out. That was, yeah. was great, that was and brilliant, I mean, like, Dan. We, like, we, were like we were all like in suspense. Yeah, the answer. rubber knife, like, bends in two, <laughs>
9: yes, yeah. and she's like, <laughs> I just do a couple so of. Good.
3: Before, I mean, I don't know when people are jumping off or uh, just to just to say a couple of shouts that I don't know. To a to remember Steve Ixton. Yeah. Oh, um, by um, the way, well, um, yeah. I'm glad
2: that you brought that up, Joe, because we actually do have something regarding for that. So um, last year we did something similar for as told by Ginger virtual reunion live stream. We had um, in memory yeah. of the cast and crew who have since passed and we did the same thing for Hey Arnold. So, Aaron, if you don't mind playing the video for us.
3: Can, oh, wait, can i before before you do yeah, that yeah, i just, yeah, yeah, sure, I just want ahead. to get i just like want to get this in i don't because i don't know when i have, is this one hour or 10 hours uh we're going as long as we want
1: so uh, that's kind of how these live streams kind of go oh, uh, what but, is yeah. this
4: no um Yo, we're, we're going till next week so it's, <laughs> <laughs> Thank it's God, a six hour marathon <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> we have a catheter yeah <laughs> well I I'll, buy, I'll... hey
3: arnold catheter oh, that, yeah, was a yeah, great yeah. Chris, that was a great christmas present oh <laughs> so,
9: wow. was, i didn't get that branding <laughs> good branding yeah i'll um, well, um, well, tell you what let's...
0: To i was gonna say thing. steve yeah. of,
3: and tuck tucker mm-hmm. yeah um extraordinary um the great cast and just i mean the good great voice cast who as justin said is many friends and also i know this sounds and it's may sound pandering but I mean, I didn't know, I said I never worked on, I worked on some other shows before, this, has been never um, animated shows It get different perspectives. And now it's, you know what, now it's the way it is and it should be. There are always women writers on the show. And that right. certainly we yeah. know that was not the case no. for many, many years. So I just always wanted to give a shout out to the great collaborators and like, and really good friends, Rachel, Michelle Lamro right
5: and yes, uh, Antoinette. And they all yeah. they all brought the best Helga I mean you know everybody wanted to write Helga stories but the yeah. the our, our women writers totally could dig in yeah. and uh, and do some real like what it's like to be a Helga growing up right. or
3: Phoebe I mean or across the yeah, board. I don't know it was just a, it was yeah. just like a, you know the, that lucky on the Kismet but also you know the stars aligned and that like any good show that we've all been on. But especially Arnold, that you know all these elements were in place. So just really lucky to have that strong creative family. So that's yeah. it. Okay. Now you can. Okay. Now we can. We can uh, pretend Steve was amazing. Let's see it.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: all right, uh, guys. Um, so we've had this one. We have this wonderful 25th anniversary show. But uh, let's all please pause and remember those who are no longer with us.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, if You're you can show the genius. screen as well um, yeah i'm
1: trying to find i i'm, sorry, I'm trying to find it uh, yeah no problem take your time okay
4: with them on on several different shows. Zelda I work with on Picket Fences and uh, some of the actors even on Erie, Indiana. So amazing. Some incredibly talented people on that list. It's really the it's really casting for,
5: for, for guest stars was usually I, I remember Steve in particular loved to, to bring uh, old actors from from, you know, whatever from the yeah, from right. the Broadway stage and from TV.
0: Yeah, Richard I Mulligan what a hilarious
5: yeah. choice that was and you know uh, yeah a lot of those old those old character actors who, that was uh the, you know the 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 writer's love of uh old tv and movies uh shows up in the in the guest casting sure. Harvey Corman, what a what a get yeah. that was I'm so glad we had yeah. Harvey Jacqueline yeah. Bessette yeah Jacqueline yeah. Bissett.
1: I hope you don't mind guys, Um, the fans have been, kind of in the chat, been asking this for uh, the last couple of minutes or so, but uh, uh, for those of you who do not know, I've been doing this for every year since 2011 with Craig, and that is that, so we do a a bit where we ask people to email in questions, so it's usually craig at RMS.co.uk and uh, believe me, we get a lot, and I mean a lot of mail, and it usually fills up like, like two, two and a half hours worth of show for us to do every year. And uh, Well, me and Craig enjoy doing it and uh, we enjoy all that, but uh, I thought with some of these questions that we got, I thought given the fact that we've now got the whole Hey Arnold hive mind pretty much here, I thought maybe I could probably put some of them to yourselves and uh, maybe you guys could uh, also queue in and uh, give your thoughts on particular questions. So are <laughs> you guys ready to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, then. Let's start off with, hey, Arnold, season six. And so I'll start with this question. Would Nadine get her own episode in season six? Also, would Lila get her own episode? And how would you develop uh, develop both as characters throughout that season? If, let's <laughs> say, season six, like, existed. If, if, if she
5: <laughs> existed, absolutely. And we'd have to figure out wh- where Lila's been. Because you know the the very the very last Lila episode in the regular series was the one Timberly loves Arnold, where I literally had Arnold say, "Yeah, I'm 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 about done with Lila," and it really was true. I was trying to make it kind of clear the way for Helga Mm -hmm. and Arnold to to really Mm -hmm. have it out in the movies, and that that was that was intentional. So if she came back, she it'd be interesting to see what the deal is with her now. Maybe a Lila Nadine episode together. Yeah, and Nadine's great. Obviously, always an under underused character. Uh, Loves bugs. Uh, She had a great time in the Jungle movie. Uh, Yeah, Uh, totally. I sure. Yeah, I do shows for both those characters. They're really fun characters. That's Mm -hmm. what series work is great. You get to you get to you know develop all these secondary characters and give them their own show. It's a blast.
1: Right. Cool. Any further thoughts on Nadine and Lila? Anyone? cool all right then moving on um would Stella be a motivator for Miriam to sober up uh, and become a better person uh, would Ooh. they become close as will they become close friends as Miriam and Susie were in the episode Summer Love yeah I think they'd be
5: friends because Arnold's parents seem to be big fans of Helga and of course they should Helga helped uh was instrumental in bringing them back to life so they kind of yeah. owe her big time and so I think I picture them as very sympathetic to this this uh, budding relationship or this this wonderful kid uh, can't, has a hard time showing uh, affection and love. And I, I'm sure they would be, uh, she'd be a great kind of like mom character to Helga. As far as Miriam goes, yeah, they'd, they'd make friends with the Patakis, but that'd be really awkward. Can you imagine those four uh, out doing stuff <laughs> together? <laughs> yeah, Messful. I don't know about her helping sober Miriam up. That seems like kind of leave that up to Miriam. <laughs> Didn't she get sober in uh,
3: when she ran when big when she ran the beeper store? Yeah, she's capable of sobering herself up. Michelle's great episode of her singing the Malamon Rose. Yeah, there
5: you go. When she sang uh beepers are a girl's best friend. And <laughs> Kath Susie, who plays Miriam and you know has been on Rugrats forever. Kath is so funny that I love these modest actors who are like, Well, I, I don't really sing. And she's like, Beepers! Da-da-da-da-da. You know, it was <laughs> like what a kid yeah miriam i mean uh kath is a is a delight always
8: Mm -hmm. she is wonderful um i really want to thank everybody i want to thank patricia and arun for inviting all of us together and you've got such a great show and you've asked great questions and and kept the show alive uh to everybody on this uh on this show i just want to say thanks for letting me be here with you unfortunately i i am about twenty minutes late to a kid thing that I have
2: to. Get to. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Many then, more well.
8: in the future, and thank you again. It's been. a Thank pleasure.
2: you so Thanks much, Rachel. Rachel. Thanks so much for being the here. Yeah.
1: yeah. Thank you. Okay.
6: Yeah. uh and, and yeah, I'm gonna need to jump in probably about five so. okay, okay. Well,
1: you let's try and burn through these questions and uh, then uh, we'll uh we'll see where we go from here right okay. um do you think arnold would stand up to himself and be a bit more assertive towards helga now that they're in this relationship now that she knows that it's just the her bullying is just a front
5: <laughs> yeah i mean arnold the the fun thing about arnold is is that the, i always said boys were a little bit slower to kind of catch on about how to do relationship stuff and girls are way ahead of them but i think arnold knows enough now he he probably can assert himself with her although he,
6: he's still gonna helga. have to make some
5: compromises
6: though <laughs> Seriously. He, he's not gonna win every battle i'll tell you that
3: <laughs> not, not only is it helga but it's also franny the combination yeah. is like amazing yes yeah
1: okay right and uh, the last one for hey on season six before we move on to our final one um if uh, hey on season six doesn't materialize would you be interested in repitching the patakis as a spin-off series
2: oh that's a good question Uh,
5: you know i've made it clear to nickelodeon since forever that i would be really interested in doing whatever next thing i could with this franchise because it's the by far the most successful franchise i've ever been involved with um uh, you know, so I'm up for anything. And, uh, you know, maybe at some point Nickelodeon will just like, you know, let us go sell it to somebody else. <laughs> but, but, but uh, you know, as long as it's Nickelodeon show, it's up to them. But I, yeah, I, I'm up for anything.
2: Now, um, I actually want to just break through just for a minute, Aaron, but I remember when I was doing my research for the history of Harold, the Jungle Movie and looking through like all the interviews that you used to do back in the day and like forums and like um, online AOL chats where um, you would talk to the fans. And there was this one project that you were pitching. Uh, I I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, it it could be fabricated, but uh, Spike TV, you were going to pitch something called Hell World or Hellville. Hellville, that's what it was. Yeah.
5: Yeah, Purdy and I were pitching Hellville to uh, to uh, Spike TV.
2: Yeah, and,
5: and uh, we didn't get very far. We, you know, we wrote. That's a I great think we were, title, though. Yeah, it was. It was really fun. It was about. It was about two kind of identical uh, cousins, and they're the the one one uh, one lives in hell, and he's the son of uh, Satan, and one mm-hmm. lives in heaven, and he's the I don't know. He's some sort of, archangel, and they mm. they they switch places it was oh, quite was fun. fun we had a good time
3: interesting
1: yeah. i mean how do you feel uh, now that's oh, oh, uh, a yeah. hell of a boss and husband hotel and now like big things on youtube i mean like, yeah
5: i mean i i'm not surprised that's a perfectly great subject matter kind of visiting hell and, and it being kind of like vegas is is a is an attractive premise right uh, i thought ours i thought our sort of switching switching cousins was a, a fun twist on it but I don't know what Spike TV that they were insane.
2: I mean, I'm to sure. be quite honest, I mean, it didn't even la- I mean, the whole animation division didn't even last for very long anyway, because I remember when I read that um, that post that you did uh, the I mean, Spike TV was already going down anyway. You know, the stripperella, Gary, the rat run to be adult party cartoon. They were all done. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
5: It wasn't. It wasn't really. I don't
1: know. It, it was a, it was a it was fun. A, it
3: was a fun, yeah. easy pitch, and they bought it. So we were happy. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
1: And, it was like- and uh, so, just two more questions before uh, we wrap this up. Um, did Arnold and Helga sit together in the plane ride home from San Lorenzo? And what do you think Arnold and Helga would have done on their first date when they returned home?
5: <laughs> <was> so great. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think uh, Arnold was pre-booked to sit next to Gerald. So Arnold and Gerald uh, uh, sat in the same in their usual seats, and uh, Helga, by the way, was put already putting on a kind of like uh, this this chucklehead over here. She was already pretending that Arnold was a dunce. So uh, you know, Helga's constantly walking back her true affection for Arnold when she's in public. And Plus Phoebe was there, I, I was, so she was gonna sit with her. Yeah, Helga sat with Phoebe. Arnold sat with Gerald. There was a lot of funny back and forth all the way home right and
6: thanks so much uh for me as well this was this was just a blast to to see everyone and to to get back to those those glory days so so, (laughs) you know well they need to do another season just so so we have more occasions to to get the the band back together so yeah yeah
2: thank you so much jonathan thanks Thanks, jonathan it's
6: a wonderful thing to do thank
1: you Bye-bye. See you later, you, man. man. Right. Okay. Bye. John. This last question, I think, is more of a Craig and Justin, and potentially you, Joe, could potentially get involved in this one as well. Um, did Rhonda ever have feelings for Harold, or was it just a fling? And what do you think Harold would have? How do you think Harold would have developed as a character in the future if the show was still going? Mm.
5: Yeah. Harold, Harold is a character with a long way to go, and he he is a work in progress. Uh, as he learns to be a man and take on bigger responsibilities, I do think he's heading for a career in, uh, in, uh, meat, of uh, being a butcher. I think that is his uh, true passion. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Justin. You can just take it from there. Justin
4: totally concur. Craig. Yes. I mean, I've, uh, just in my research, the last couple of years, I've visited many butcher shops. Um, I have been an apprentice. <laughs> I'm a big meat eater as Harold and as Justin. So I'm ready to take on that role as pastrami king, tongue lover, and ribeye master. So I do see running the butcher shop as uh, something that would happen. In terms of Rhonda, obviously, uh, you know, that is something that could percolate, but we'd have to talk to Big Patty first. Because, you know, <laughs> I think, I I think Harold and clothes. Patty
5: are kind of soulmates. So it's so true. Rhonda would only be... A- uh a kind of a, a complication
4: i think so i think so but it's a great it, it's something we'll explore in season six seven eight nine ten and eleven <laughs> 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 thank you for the question Arun, no and the problem that, that posed it okay. yes thank you Funny. Excellent.
2: All right. Um, I guess we can go into this uh, section now where a lot of people are just now uh, posting on the chat. Uh, We actually do have some fan submissions from both uh, 30 second videos and fan art. So, uh, before the stream began, I posted on social media, if they were interested in sharing this stuff to me, that they could e- email me at oldschool 86 at gmail.com, or they can tweet at me with the hashtag HeyArnold25 at my Twitter, which is at Patty underscore B underscore Miranda. So, uh, what should we do first? Should we do the fan art or should we do the videos?
1: Um, say let's do the videos first. Uh, they're only like uh, twenty second slots, so uh, we'll breeze through those and so everyone can uh, see their appreciation from their fans so all right up, then let's, let's do, do it okay give me uh, one second everybody
9: guys i think it is 1 30 so i'm gonna have to go and get food with uh with uh, my family but okay. this was really great seeing oh, you Oh, thank you so
2: much for coming down uh,
9: so at right, some point we should do this in like a real place where we. Oh, that'd be, be
2: great! Yeah. I would love RRL, that. In yeah. real life, yeah. yes.
4: Remember
5: how fun that was when we when we uh, rented out that room at the Smokehouse? I kind of want to do that just a it reunion was, at the house. Yeah, room. that'd be that'd, that'd be, be so great. Cool. I mean, I've got to be honest. Before we
1: can hang out. I will be honest, before COVID hit, I mean, one of the ideas were, I mean, I never spoke this over with Craig, but one of the things we were hoping to do is actually, we actually would do, like, you know, we sit down in the same room, live, kind of, uh, kind of thing, but uh, it was, uh, yeah, unfortunately, right now, it's, uh, well, not so much now, but it was just, it was so difficult (laughs) to do, obviously, with everything that was going on. Still a challenge, yeah. 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 So can you
9: call Justin, Craig, Jim, this was great. All right, thank thank you so
6: much, Dan. So fun. Take care, bro.
1: Okay right okay we you the fans wanted to uh, give some messages to your favorite people so i'm just gonna go through that right now so bear me one second please okay go for it okay
6: hello everyone i've been a fan of nickelodeon for pretty much my whole life i still love a lot of their old shows to this day yet none has resonated with me more emotionally than Hey Arnold. It still is my all-time favorite snake to too. Sure. Happy 25th anniversary to everyone who's been involved with this show over the years.
4: I wish Craig Bartlett and all the cast and crew from Hey Arnold a very blessed and absolutely prosperous 25th anniversary. Hey Arnold was definitely one of those shows that inspired me to become the person I am today. And I'm very thankful for the lessons I learned from this wonderful Nicktoon.
2: Congratulations, Craig Bartlett, on 25 amazing years of Hey Arnold. I still love watching the show to this day. I grew up watching it with my mom and my sister. Thank you so insanely much for creating this show. And just a quick question, are we getting a Pataki spinoff, please? (laughs) Congrats, Craig, (laughs) bye.
4: I like to look at Hey Arnold as the reason why I'm an optimist. This is a kid who sticks his neck out for so many people in his community, even the meanest or strangest people, because he sees the good in everyone. It's so easy to have a pessimistic, nihilistic outlook on the world with how unfair life can get, but it's important to not let negativity completely jade you and remember that good does happen and good people exist. Whenever I try to think about where my own optimistic outlook comes from, why I try to see the good in people, and why I reject most of the negativity around me that others perpetuate, the conclusion i reach is that it came from hey arnold
2: hey arnold is the true life lesson show and i should have said that back when ginger was on okay i admit it so um alney voices two characters black cat and rascal
1: and i think that was about it <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right. So I just want to give a shout out to the people who submitted the videos. Uh, that was Jeffrey Care and Tony Garcia, Paws 96 Ranter in Shades, and Shawmix02. So thank you so much for the 30 second fan videos. Thank you. All right, cool. so uh, I guess we can move on to the fan art. So right. um... so I
1: think what we're going to have to do is, I think, Patricia, you're going to have to share your screen with everybody else, and I'm going to have to show everybody else and, like, on my side. I think, okay. I think that's I the w- way we're going to do it. I will do, do
2: that. It. All right, hey, guys. Hey, I...
1: guys, I have to go away for like 10 or 15 minutes, but like, I don't know
3: how long you're staying on. Like, I can come back.
1: I mean, we're sort of, I mean, I guess this is going to be like the last bit, I guess. And I think that's the last bit. Yeah, we're just wrapping right. up. Well, I'm sorry
3: to say that. Thank you so much for having us. I'm going to, I'll, I'm gonna jump off, but this was bye, so Joe. fun. Oh, thank Excellent. you so much.
4: We really it, Joe. Let's gotta do it again because right now. So,
3: Thanks, Joe. Yes. <laughs> bye, Craig. Bye, Justin. I'll talk to you. Bye, Jim. Yeah. And thank bye, you. Bye, Cheers, guys. Bye,
2: Joe.
3: Let's get to come to L- when you're in L.A. Shout out.
2: Yes, we will absolutely. We will.
3: Everyone. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again.
2: <laughs> okay. Bye. Cool. bye.
4: Bye. See you, brother.
1: Right. Okay. So, uh, do you want to share the screen, Patricia, and I'll share everybody what we're seeing all right so to I'm just gonna
2: post up the uh, first picture all right so the very first picture that we have uh, comes to us from uh, crystal Briner from the daily Hillwood this is her drawing of Helga Pataki so I'll just wait until Aaron shares the screen
1: for uh, everyone. I, I, oh, well um, you know you, sh- you ought to share what you've got on the screen with yourself and because uh, I can't show the images. so Oh, okay. Yeah. So
2: I have to... Okay, got it. Yeah,
1: so you, you share what you've got on your machine with everybody else and I'll show what everybody else has got here.
2: So, okay, great, great, great. Cool. All right, so I'll put up the next picture. So let me just pull it up really quick. One second. Okay. Now this is actually... Uh, I need to actually zoom this out because it is it, it has a lot of really cool details. So um, let me just
1: is that the space one
2: yes it is that one so yeah this one right here is from and i'm gonna butcher this name and i am so sorry keelan crusader and this is a collage of like the majority of the characters from hey arnold so uh yeah we have arnold in the center we got helga We got gerald uh we got grandma and grandpa we got you know everybody here from the show just showcased so uh she also mentioned that she wanted to post more characters but she ran out of time but no this is absolutely phenomenal so uh, thank you so much for that Keelan all right so uh, next one Uh, this is a two parter Uh, this is from Antoni Garcia who you just saw earlier on the um the video so this is the first part so it's called hey arnold different stages of life so uh, this is the drawing that he did when he was 17 of all of the characters all grown up and uh Mm -hmm. this is what he drew Uh, we have arnold phoebe gerald rhonda we have harold and i think that's big patty we have sid and we have stinky we have various other characters and Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, part two, which uh, he said that he drew when he was 26. So I'm just going to pull that up really quick. Uh, okay. And this is the second one. This is what... He- oh, wait. That's the same one. No, that's not what I was looking hmm. for. Um, got to put that down. Okay. So...
1: Is that the one with the four characters? Honestly, you got, uh, you got. Yes, so that's Arnold. the one
2: with the four characters. Yeah, that's the one with the four characters. I'm... Uh, let me just put that really quick. Okay. There we go. Now I got it right. So... Okay. Cool. There we go. Got it. Okay. There we go. Now we have uh, the, the drawing. Uh, uh, we have Arnold and Phoebe and Rhonda and Gerald. So <laughs> I've never actually heard of that um, you know, couple combination. Very interesting. And the, the Arnold so, and
1: Phoebe one I'm familiar with because there's a few people who do actually ship those characters. But yeah, Rhonda and Gerald is a new one for me.
2: And I've wondering. never heard of that one before. That is a new one to me. Yeah. okay and then we have the last one which uh th- this one is very halloween appropriate and uh this one is from lowell lucas jr so i'm just gonna share that really quick so, this, one, this
1: one's a great one i love this this is, a,
2: this is actually a really good one perfect timing for halloween so this is the picture right here so we have grandpa we have <laughs> um helga we have arnie harold and we got the conductor from yeah the haunted, the haunted train, haunted train yes yeah that's yeah cool. that is an amazing <laughs> um picture by the way so yeah uh yeah. shout outs once again to uh crystal briner from the daily hillwood killing crusader and tony garcia and lowell lucas jr for the fan art Thank
5: you guys That's was awesome. all right awesome great
2: yeah yeah, so I think that we can start wrapping things up, Aaron, because um, I don't. I think that we covered everything that we wanted to.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say because uh, I mean, uh, when Greg and me and Patricia and uh, Craig set out to do this, uh, Craig wants to describe this as uh, trying to hurt cats. So uh, I was wondering if you wanted, <laughs> if you wanted, if you wanted if you had anything to say to the cats.
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm so impressed that uh, this many cats showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. That yeah. was really funny, too. I like the, the nature of Zoom, too, where they would just appear and you'd see their name first. I was like, Meyer." <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So
5: well, great. Uh, Arun and Patricia,
7: thank you so much for putting this together and you, Craig, uh, also. Uh, it's it's always a delight to get to hang out with the uh, folks from the show. And, uh, uh, and thanks also to all the fans for all the love over the years it's uh, it's really heartwarming and very humbling
1: mm-hmm. um, well, Jim, th- thank you so much to yourself, because, you know, without you, I wouldn't have really, like, appreciated music probably the way that I did. I, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, people ask me, like, because I work in the IT industry, you know, outside of this, and they said, oh, have you just worked with the computers in your life? And I said, no, I've actually, I did music at GCSE level and uh, when I was in high school, and that was, like, my biggest, uh, you know, achievement from coming out of high school doing music. And uh, I think mm-hmm. if it wasn't for yourself, you know, doing the music of Hey Arnold, I don't think I probably would have taken it up as a subject so well, you know.
7: I'm, I'm delighted it's a great gift to be able to give anybody <laughs> yeah yeah so
1: I right. also uh, I want to thank you also for uh I never realized you could put liquid inside a vinyl record so until you uh you know brought out the uh <laughs> the, the Zanjack, so, yeah, oh, yeah. A vinyl made us,
5: we would pour a little bit of yahoo in and then glue them and then had to hold them for a while.
2: Yeah, it was a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, I just, cool. the, um, I just have the... I just have the... Oh, yeah, plain. she has one I of got them. it. I do have one, actually. There I man. just have the plain, um, you know, yellow locket one, so it's not the cool Yahoo soda one. I, it's funny because um, it was on the 40-minute mark when these things were just posted up, and everything else was completely sold out, so I was lucky to even get this because, like, 10 minutes later, it was all gone.
5: Yeah, they sell out.
2: You got yeah, to move do. on that stuff. I know you do. Yeah, I'm jump right
1: on Any future plans for like reprints we'll at any point, or any future plans for like any the releases? They'll,
5: they'll reprint volume one, and then sooner or later we'll make volume two. So that right. that'll be an ongoing thing.
2: Okay, sounds
5: cool. great.
4: All right, so I want to I want to thank everybody too, Jim. So much fun seeing you, bud. This was awesome. Love you, uh, Aaron. Patricia, thank you for, for being such amazing. Hey, Arnold fans for years, leading the charge, getting us to do the, the Hey Arnold movies. It would not have happened without you. So thank yeah. you, Craig, obviously the visionary, the the creator, the genius behind this show and, and also gathering us cats together with <laughs> Patricia and Arun for this fun 25th anniversary hang. Uh, can't wait to do this in real life. And, um, You know, love all of you. So thank you very much for having me.
2: Thank you, You Justin.
1: That's cool. All
4: right, I'm going to bounce. No problem.
1: Have a good uh, one. I think we're all going to bounce, I think, at this point. And uh, also to all of you, the fans who, uh, you know, are really the driving force behind all of this. You know, the reason why Patricia is so passionate about what she does, the reason why, you know, um, I still do what I do, you know, uh, because I think if it wasn't for Hey Arnold, and I think if it wasn't for all the great stuff that Craig does and all the stuff that, you know, Justin and Jim and uh, everybody else who's been here, I think if it wasn't for all this creative talent, I think I probably would have fallen out of radio a long time ago. And the fact that uh, all of this has kept me here, and you fans have kept me here too, you know, I've it makes me feel very special. Here yeah, same does. here
2: as well. I mean, Harold hey was kind of the show that I was like, you know, engulfed with in the fandom and, you know, I was re- I remember like looking through like um all of the uh the, the chats and, you know, all the discussions about like, you know, wh- when are we going to get a movie and oh, uh, here comes some rumors about a a jungle movie, you know, that we were supposed to have like the answers that we were looking for. And I remember I was 17 years old where I wrote a fanlet uh, Uh, letter to um, Nickelodeon and Craig Bartlett saying I hope that you get uh, season six greenlit and then about 10 years later uh, Kevin and I my best friend Kevin Guglielmo who's also the other co-founder we had Craig on the show and so you know it definitely kept us together and uh, once uh, you know er mentioned earlier um, Aaron and I were able to meet because of Hey Arnold and we've been together ever since so hey Craig you're the reason I I have
1: this beautiful woman in my life now (laughs)
4: <laughs> amazing awesome. and same
2: here you know uh i just want to say uh thank you for creating such an amazing show and you know not only has it influenced myself not only has it influenced aaron but for all the people who are watching that we have 50 people watching on the stream and i'm sure there'll be many many more others who will be watching and giving their appreciation so we we thank you you're
5: welcome thank yeah.
1: you thanks thanks everybody
2: all right thank, thank, thank you. you
1: have a good evening all right
2: Right, Bye. Take care, Bye. everyone. Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you later.